just fucking record. Aria? Aria. And I believe I did the intro for that one. I agree. I think you did. Little Ariers. Ariers. Yes, yeah, you meant Surio. Are you sure of that? Yes. Aria? Ha! You walked right into it. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> there was nothing to walk into. You said fucking I know my line. And so do you, bitch. Heyo, hey everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Brotherhood Without Manners, your full spoiler review podcast of George R. R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire series, starting with Game of Thrones. I'm uh, Nate. Oh, uh, you son of a bitch. Oh, snuck in there real Slipped quick. Slipped right in there. Uh, well, I'm Zach, and he is what he just said he was. The sneaky devil And a Nate. few other choice words that I could recall. And we are two brothers who are just about obsessed with George R. R. Martin's world that he's created here for us in this book series. Yeah, yeah. And so if you're just joining us for the first time, again, we're full spoiler. We will straight up, frontal, like, baby. like, starting now. Like, Fagon, fucking suck it. Oh, Jojen shit. Paste, fucking suck Jojen it. Like, Paste. come at me. Full spoiler. Snape no kills Dumbledore. Whoa, that's pretty hard. Yeah, I fucking Dang, went there. We are full spoiler. We are full shit. spoiler. Um, if you're rejoining us, is that a word? Rejoining? It rejoining. is now. Rejoining. Fuck yeah. Thanks for coming back. We appreciate you guys being here. We absolutely do. Uh, we've been getting some great feedback from you guys, so we are just excited each each time we come into this little booth that we set up to record we're excited to produce more have content. we ever mentioned that our booth is just a couple mattresses leaned against the table oh yeah no we are we are ghettoing it hard in here and i love it it's yeah sick we, as uh, shit. we tack up a bunch of heavy blankets to reduce the sound echo in the room for your listening pleasure. and after we do all this we still get barracks slamming against the goddamn yeah, no, door shit, anyway man, we so. make all these efforts and he's like hey can't stop me. But if you joined us last episode, we had read Arya 2, Arya's second chapter. She had just arrived. Well, not just arrived, but she we were getting King's Landing through Arya's eyes and seeing how really upset Ned was at arguing with his council and just how much he wasn't enjoying his time there. And then we got some Serio Pharrell action. We got some Serio Pharrell. We got an eight-year-old feeling guilty over her friend being killed. It was a whole mix, a, a nice bag of mixture of, of emotions and, and just different events for Arya that really compact who she is later on where it, that was such a good foundation chapter for her where it's going to influence the rest of what happens and speaking of i think we have another one of those right here with danny three yeah, yeah, where this chapter i think really helps symbolize who she will become and actually we were just talking before we started recording that i that's sort of my issue with danny because i like the character of danny daenerys i always just call her danny because i'm lazy and don't feel like saying the full thing but I really like her chapters in a Game of Thrones. It's after Game of Thrones that she starts to sort of meander and and eh, like Karth is eh, Karth is cool. The warlocks are sweet, but eh. and and then the the, the Marinese not where it just gets so complicated and convoluted over in in Marine is sort of where she starts to lose me. But these chapters are there's just something yeah th- like these early on ones are are downright inspiring mm. from her point of view like. She just she really finds herself and, and comes and, into her own, yeah. Yeah, and like it's it's the start of something. It's the start, you know, because the could problem be is the start of something new. I'm pretty sure that's High School Musical, and that's the only line that I is know. that is um, 
Yeah, that is High School Musical. I Jesus. Think. But I don't know. It's been a long time since I've anyway, High Musical. Anyway, we open <laughs> with the Dothraki Sea, says Jer- Sir Jorah Mormont as he reigns to a halt beside her at the top of a ridge. And beneath them, the plains stretched out, immense and empty, a vast, flat expanse that reached to the distant horizon and beyond. It really was a sea, Danny thinks. It's, yeah, so we're, we're, we're standing on the, the edge of this huge, huge plain, and Danny and Jorah are sort of overlooking it. Simba, everything the light touches. It's a lot of shit. That's a lot of shit. Um... Past here, Danny says, there are no hills, no mountains, no trees, nor cities or roads, only endless grasses, blades rippling like waves when the wind blew. And it's so, so green, Danny notes. And th- this, uh, this just, Danny really hasn't done much traveling. She's seen, she's, cities. well, she's seen cities on the run. She hasn't had the chance to slow down and really, and really enjoy appreciate the beauty. It. So of these I really, I like that, that Danny really does want to enjoy the beauty of this stuff. And we'll, we'll see that even a little more here once she, once we see how she's evolved in just a few days, yeah. you know, but. But Jorah kind of condescendingly, Jorah the dick. I don't like Jorah in the book. But he says, yeah, it's it's green now, but, yeah. And then he tells her, you should see her when it blooms. It's all red, uh, dark red flowers from horizon horizon like a sea of blood. And then when the dry season comes, it all turns to an old bronze color. And this is only one type of grass, sweet child. There are hundreds and he kind of goes into this and i love this description he says down in the shadowlands beyond a shy they say there are oceans of ghost grass taller than a man on horseback with stalks as pale as milk glass it murders all other grass and grows jesus and glows in the dark with the spirits of the damned the dothraki claim that someday ghost grass will cover the entire world and then all life will end that's one of my favorite weird sort of like wives tales we get in this book because that's just such a that's such an image in my head of to just, me it's uh, it's 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 like this dothraki version of like a ragnarok or the the apocalypse yeah yeah or the, and it's just such a cool way to to perceive it that this this natural growing grass that just happens to kill all the other surrounding mm-hmm. grasses will eventually and i mean and always, I always like kind of compare it to the the bees. You know, if we if all the bees were to die off, humanity would be fucked. Yeah, and, yeah. and and we know that actually to be s- sort of scientifically backed up. So it's sort of to well, me that's, that that's similar. Thing. This is like the the closest thing to sounding like an accurate statement. Where yeah, if if something doesn't keep these from growing, then eventually it, yeah they're it gonna will kill all vegetation. And yeah, that's just yeah. How it's it just works. crazy. It's such a cool. It's a it's a really beautiful image too of just Westeros just covered with these tall. Like it's so surreal in my head. Well, in re- honestly though, it's almost like because you could say that the ghost grass represents a number of different cultures and civilizations there that. The ghost grass is Westeros. It's these people, these yeah, barbaric yeah. people that are going to overrun the world if everybody lets them, and they're just going to, you know, force everyone to do what they want, be how they are. But at the same time, it could very much be the Dothraki themselves. Hashtag deep. Holy shit. Suck a dick. But anyway, Danny thinks that she doesn't like the thought of everything dying around her when it's it's so beautiful here. She doesn't want to think about things dying. That's terrible. So... She hears voices and turns, and she thinks that her and Ser Jorah had outdistanced the rest of the party, and they were finally just now catching up. Uh, Eerie is climbing up sort of the little expanse, and so are her calls, or her cause. 
and everyone's doing fine except for Viserys, who was miserable out here. Yeah, which he he had been told to stay in Pentos. Like Yeah, Lirio offered him his manse. Said just chill here and he wanted to make sure that he was by the Drogo's side until the debt was paid. Mm-hmm. Until he had the crown that he was promised. Crown for king. Little wine ass, that's what led to your death. If you had just stayed there, Illyrio would have pampered your ass for as long as it took. One of my favorite parts of this is Danny thinking and thinking about this conversation. Viserys had then said, And if he tries to cheat me, he will learn to his sorrow what it means to wake the dragon. And he grabs the hilt of his borrowed sword. And it says, yes. at that... Illyrio Allir- er, had blinked at that and wished him good fortune. Yeah. Like, good fucking luck, dude. Good. Go you, for it. You'd go ahead and try that. You absolutely. Pull a sword on Caldera. Show him what it means to wake the dragon, please. Uh, but Danny realizes that she doesn't want to hear that shit today. She's she's over her brother's shit. She doesn't want to listen and to it. And she's absolutely enjoying what she's seeing in front of her. Yeah, the day is way too to, perfect like... for that shit. So it said she felt at peace and she was not going to let her brother spoil it. So she tells Jorah, tell them to wait here. You wait here. Tell them all I command it. And he smiles. And it says that Sir Jorah was not a handsome man. He had a neck and shoulders like a bull. And coarse black hair covered his arms and chest so thickly that there was none left for his head. Yet his smiles gave Danny comfort. Again, I don't like Book Jorah much. He kind of creeps me out, but... It's nice that Danny has some comfort. But... So yeah, he he's definitely the creepy uncle. He's got that, you know, I look weird, I'm kind of awkward, and you know, but he's got that inviting, warm smile and that sagely sort right. of. And he tells her, "You're you're learning to talk like a queen," and she says, "Not a queen, a Khaleesi," and she gallops down the ridge. Alone. He kind of reminds me of that. What's that villain from the Smurfs and shit? I. I don't know. I don't know. His, I don't were know. always weird to me as a kid. Yeah, I, I, I don't know his name off the top of my head, but that guy. He well, see, of... this is when we need your, your son here. True like, story. When we Jude need Jude here that. to just immediately tell us the villain. But she rides off down the ridge alone, and it says the descent was pretty steep and rocky, but she rides furious, fearlessly, and fear joy and the danger of it all were a song in her heart. She just loves the freedom of, of this choice. You know, she... She's able to go off on her own now and enjoy the splendor and beauty of the day without her brother, without having to follow his commands, and doing so a little recklessly, and it, yeah. it, it's it's sort of amping her up. It's given her this little adrenaline rush that she never really got to... Her brother had told her that she was a princess, but not until she had gotten to ride her silver in, like this, in this way had she ever felt like one. She feels like a princess riding out here among this beautiful, these beautiful plains and in this tall grass, and it's a very picturesque image um but then she thinks that the the riding wasn't easy at first yeah yeah and that when the Kalisar had originally broken camp the morning after her wedding they moved east to base by Stothracht, and by the third day she thought she was gonna die yo she had a horrible experience these first i mean technically she's had one of the worst experiences of all the characters that we're going to see see this has always been one of my things in in a lot of like literature and cinema and stuff is like a lot of people bam that's it they're good yeah. or like like even you know it's such a weird reference yeah like he suffers no effects from that this is a strong beast that is you know if you're not doing it right or properly it will hurt it will and as we learn it says she had saddle sores on her ass her thighs well not on her ass but on her bottom but 
her thighs were chafed raw, her hands were blistered, her legs and back muscles were so pained that she could hardly sit when she dismounted for the day. Each night, her handmaidens had to help her down off her horse, but... Then and that's were... not even where the real shit begins for her. Because oh, yeah, then no. at night, you know, throughout all this, her newly wedded husband... He's ignored her almost entirely. Just like he's, the wedding. You know, with all of his, his blood riders, his men, his cow, they they drink and party all night after they've settled up camp. And then, you know, sometime early in the morning, he'll come walking in and have his way with her. Yeah. He just mounts her and then falls asleep. Yep. And that's that. While she lay in pain, too, too pain to sleep after her, her hard day of riding the horse. And, and then, then he comes them. in yeah. And, and just mounts her as he pleases. And this becomes a cycle until she thinks to herself that she would rather kill herself. She can't take it anymore. Yet, that very night, when she slept, she dreamt the dragon dream again. But her brother wasn't in it this time, only her and the dragon. Its scales black as night and slick with blood. Her blood, she realizes. And its eyes were molten gold. And as it opens its mouth and flame roars out in a hot jet, she can hear it singing to her, and she opened her arms to the fire and embraces it. Now, I think it's really cool how she was just, as she was riding down the hill, uh, the the wind was singing the song to her heart, mm-hmm. and now she's the dragon, is, dragon singing. is singing to her. Yeah, she, uh, she lets the fire cleanse her and temper her, and she could feel her flesh sear and blacken and slough away. And felt her blood boil and turn to steam, yet there was no pain. She felt strong and new and fierce. And so, holy shit. I mean, that's pretty self-explanatory. I don't really think it's much, much foreshadowing. She's becoming this hard. She's being and, reborn. Yeah, yeah, definitely. In her, I mean, and it's it's the most important, you know, rebirth is she. it's her own self-image. She's seeing it herself. Yeah. She's doing it herself. And it's, no one's no one's really, yeah, no one's pushing her. This isn't yeah. Viserys is beating her. I mean, Drogon, Drogo coming and Drogon, Drogo coming and, and mounting her each night. She is a helpless victim in this circumstance at this point, but she's very quickly, we're seeing, sort of gaining not only the mental capacity, but just this confidence in herself where she's changing herself for the better. And it says that the next day, strangely, she did not seem to hurt as much. And even her handmaidens had noticed something different about her, um, where they were asking if she was ill. Like, are you sick? Yeah. And she was like, I was. Yeah. And so... she uh, She's standing over the dragon eggs as she says this, and she touches the largest egg, the black and scarlet, she thought, like the dragon in my dreams. And she notices that the stone feels oddly warm, and she wonders if she's still dreaming. And she pulls her ha- hand away from it, kind of nervous. But and then from each day on, from that day on, from each, that hour on, it says, uh, yeah. and each hour after, it that. was it was easier than the one that came before it. She's her, tempered now. Yeah, she's, her blisters are, are healing. Um, her legs grow strong. The, yeah, her she, hands got calloused. Her soft thighs. Um, turned supple as leather tough and supple as leather yeah and uh so yeah we learned that drogo had commanded Erie to teach danny how to ride in the dothraki fashion but it was actually her silver the horse that ended up teaching her the most it seemed like they were of one mind they seemed to share one mood and so right there i just i feel like that technically is is danny 
giving too much credit to the horse. Yeah. Like, it's her. Man. Yeah, no, like, I think she, she's her, got a natural... On top of that, like, she's got, from that dream, I feel like she just has this, this will now inside of her to, you know, fuck this. I'm not... I'm not just gonna be this weak little girl who's gonna cry and and die and then. Kill I think herself. it also though shows her affinity for these these mounts. The, yes, these I beasts agree. That she she will ride, and it says that the Dothar, the Dothraki were hard people, and they didn't name their animals. They didn't believe in it, but so she just referred to her horse as her silver. But she had never loved anything so much. Yeah, and I think again this harkens back to the point I brought up in her very first chapter of it's the freedom. Her silver represents that freedom of I can just go and gallop and sort of risk my life a little bit in this sort of excursion if I gallop too fast or a little recklessly. But it's part of the fun. It's part of the adrenaline. It's my choice. I decide where we go. I decide when we stop. And it's this freedom for her. She, As she gets better at riding, she was able to take in more of the views as she's riding instead of focusing just on that and they pass through the hills of Norvos and they pass by three placid rivers and one crazy raging roaring one and they camp beside a beautiful blue waterfall yeah and, and so she is because of her competence you know initially most of her time was spent focusing on trying to ride trying to be as comfortable and not as sore as riding but once she she had that dream. Then she started riding at the front of the cow. Yeah. With Cal Drogo and, and his the blood, blood riders. riders yeah. And, you know, being Khaleesi. And, and so they also, they uh, they skirt the ruins of a vast dead city. They also race down Valerian roads. And for half a moon, they rode through the forests of Kohor. So it's just this, she's getting this. And it, it, it also reminded me of Arya on the King's Road. She just wants to see, like, you yeah. know, just what's going on around her. I'm pretty sure if it wasn't the Dothraki and there was less of a communication barrier and less of sort of fear on Danny's part, she'd be riding among them, swapping stories, oh, absolutely. you know, like Arya does as well. Well, I feel like her, only because she's was raised so shy and secluded yeah, yeah. that it's a little more nervous for her. So, yeah, definitely. I'm not saying she's weaker yeah. or anything than Arya. She, yeah, she's had a rougher go of it by this point, definitely. But after all of her traveling, her agony was a fading memory. Yes. It wasn't something that she's currently dragging with her. She's enjoying these new things and taking in mm -hmm. this new life and, like, really embracing the, the parts that she can enjoy. Because even at this point, she's... You know, not as pained by Drogo's visits. Well, and... it's uh, yeah, it says that she's still sore after a day riding, but it's sweet to her now. She really likes sort of that agony of a yeah, day well traveled, yeah. and she's always eager to jump back into the saddle the next morning. And then when Drogo came to enjoy her in the evenings, her cries weren't always, always cries right. of pain at this point. And so we come back to the the current time, and at the bottom of the ridge, she's galloping away from Ser Jorah. The grasses rise up around her, tall and supple, and she's just losing herself, blessedly she, uh, alone. She's, she's reveling in this yeah. this quiet, lonely, but not like a bad lonely, like this wonderful feeling of not having to worry about anything. Yeah, no, because she thinks that when she's with the Kalisar, she was never truly alone. She Drogo came when the sun went down, but other than that, her handmaidens fed her, bathed her, and they slept by the door of her tent. Drogo's blood riders and the men of her cause were never far, and her brother was an unwelcome shadow day and night. And as that line hits, she can hear him screaming at Sir Jorah up on the hill 
about being stopped. Of course, it's about being stopped. And so know. she rides on, not like not having it, and it says she submerges herself deeper in the Dothraki Sea. And I really just like that line. Like it's a sea of grass, yeah. but she's just diving right in, and she's laughing and she's having a great time. And she gets the urge to feel the dirt between her yeah. toes, to curl her feet in the dirt, and so she dismounts and takes. She's taken off her boot. And it says Viserys came upon her as sudden as a summer storm. And fuck he's, him, yeah. Man. Fuck, like you give commands to me. Like she's all she's doing, and like everybody's experienced that. Where it's, I guess, some people might not be as, might be too uptight. But that thing where like you're just walking, and you see something, and you're like, yo. I'm gonna go do that. Yeah. You see the water fountain, and you're like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go jump in that fucking water fountain. Yeah, I'm gonna like, go put my feet in it. I'm, I don't like, even care. Yeah. I'm gonna. Oh, the, the, is that a pond down on the side of the st- or a stream on the side of the road? I'm gonna go jump in that stream. Yeah, there's a little you brook know like in these woods. I'm gonna take my yeah, shoes off like, and walk in it. Yeah, just and, enjoying it. And he comes down. Just fuck, I hate that guy so. So much. he vaults off his horse and stumbles as he does so, and then he gets up and he Dumbass. grabs her and starts shaking her and asks, "Have you forgotten who you are?" Look at you! Look at you! And she does. And she says she knows that she was bare feet with oiled hair and in Dothraki leathers and a riding vest and all sorts of stuff. She looked like she belonged here. Viserys does not in his soiled linens and his Silks rusty chainmail. And, yeah, and his borrowed sword. And his borrowed sword. Yeah, so then he. Fuck, man, this pervert fucking son well, of he, a he bitch. Well, he tells her, I will not hear orders from some horse lord slut. Which, like. Right there, Danny should have just fucking kicked him square Ugh. in the nads. But then, yeah, he reaches under her vest and grabs her breast and grabs it hard to hurt her. And thankfully, she shoves him away. Yo, hard. Hell, hell yes. Like, yeah, oh, holy yeah. fucking shit, this moment when she finally has, like, when when the dragon's finally When woke, the dragon is woke, exactly. She fucking shoves him. And man. he can't believe it. She has never defied him in all their years growing up. He he is – and it's that typical bully, you know, when you finally right. push back and the bully's like, oh, my God, I what's, don't have control happened? of this situation. And rage twisted his features. He he is fucking Yeah, she livid. thinks he would hurt her now, she knew, and badly. Like, he's He's, he's gonna... going to hurt her. And until... then – a whip cracks, and Viserys is taken around the throat, and it sends him flying back and sprawling in the grass. He's stunned and choking on the ground. And as... we see Jogo, and he's holding the whip, and Eerie runs in, and so does Jorah and a bunch of her cause. And all the, the Dothraki are laughing yeah. and chattering about the fact that he's just gotten... And j- fucking... so Jogo says something in Dothraki, and Eerie translate and translates, and he's asking if she wants him dead. And Danny says no. And the, the Dothraki joke that they should, uh, Joko should take his ear as a it's sign of shame. Teach you know? him respect. Yeah, yeah he needs you to know? learn respect. But Danny says that she does not want her brother harmed, so he gets freed, and he's got a, a line of blood running under his chin. Yeah, and Jorah is like, I warned him, Khaleesi. Like, I told him that it, it's Which not... I absolutely be- believe Jorah sat there and was like, you need to chill up here. Like, you were commanded by the Khaleesi, and that's what sent him into that rage of right which she is commanded me exactly what led the the dothraki to follow him and be like who the fuck are you to be coming at our queen and danny says as much she's like yeah i i know you you warned him i'm sure you did and then she's watching him on the ground sobbing in and red i love this part too and it's, because on top of that shoving that she did the hitting him like this right here just 
she, her eyes shows. are open now. She yeah. she sees him for what he is, and that she has been better than him in every way since the day that she was born. Mm-hmm. And like, she she was never given that that fucking information. Nobody's ever told her that he's this pitiful scumbag fuck. Yeah, she and thinks he was a pitiful thing. He had always been a pitiful thing. Why had she never seen that before? It's this moment of realization yeah. of like, why was I afraid of this so, fucking my, worm? My favorite part of that is the, there's a quote, there was a hollow place inside her where once there had been fear. Mm. Like, it's, and it makes sense, you know, now now that she sees him for what he is, there's nothing to be scared oh, well, of. Well, I also, I, uh, when I read that too, I thought of that as her love for him as well. It was also wrapped in this fear. Oh, and sure. And so there is this a hollow point this in her void, heart where yeah. it comes to him. She is done with him. She's written it. I think right. at this point he could be killed and she wouldn't really care. Like, right. she she doesn't want to give the command right now because it is still this new revelation to her. But, yeah, I took it as that fear is also her love for him, and it's just – it's hollow. It's gone now when she realizes how pathetic he is. So she tells them to take his horse. He can walk at the back of the Kalasar. And that's when we find out that to the Dothraki, the man who does not ride was no man at all, the lowest of the low, without honor or pride. And Danny knows this and says, let everyone see him as he is. And Viserys loses his shit here. Yeah. He shrieks, no. He turns to Jorah, telling her, hit her. Your king commands it. Kill these Dothraki dogs and teach her. Hit her. Like, that's his first. Like, go hit her. Jesus Christ. Like, you fucking. So, Jorah looks between the two and... Then he just, he shall walk, Khaleesi. Like, he ain't having Viserys' Yeah, shit. that's 100% Jorah just realizing, yeah, I'm gonna die if I... Yeah, if I go up and ass. strike her, I won't get to her. Like, And so Viserys is sitting in the dirt, defeated, obviously, as they, they ride away. And Joko, or Jorah's leading his horse, and she starts to get concerned about it um, and asks, will he find his way back to the Kalasar if he just is stubborn and sits there and jorah says you know even an idiot like your brother the kalasar is huge it's not hard to find and he says that it's hard to drown in the dothraki sea child which to me in this moment he's telling danny that like yeah he'll have no trouble but it's also kind of ominous and it's danny's last chapter in dance like she's wandering kind of helplessly throughout the dothraki sea and she gets swept up in this kalasar like you will be found by a Kalasar well, and that's what one it says way or another. There too, that you know, regardless, the, the and she thinks about it. The Dothraki do always have like as big as they are, they know how to move the way they do. Yeah, they've, they've got, got scouts, scouts out, out in front. They've got scouts in the back. There's you know they to keep all their people safe, so they're aware of how to traverse the land without getting killed. Yeah, she thinks that these planes were part of them and of her now, as she's sort of becoming one with it. And she, then she thinks back on, on hitting her brother, and she's she, she's kind of scared, and she says, I woke the dragon, didn't I? And Jorah snorts Yo, and goes, can fun. you wake the dead girl? And he says, no, your brother Rhaegar was the last dragon. I he think that's died a, at the trident. So, fuck that line there. Can you raise the dead girl? And or, then to immediately follow up with Rhaegar. Because I know the there's dragon. a lot of people that think uh, Rhaegar is cold hands. Some people. That's not Garrett, that's for sure. Some people. Fuck you. I absolutely, that's that's one of my theories. I don't know if we've actually stated that yet before. I do happen to believe that Rhaegar Targaryen could be cold hands. I think Rhaegar might still be alive. 
and it sort of follows into the theory that if you believe he was glamoured at the Battle of the Trident with all the rubies on his armor, which I really just like the idea of that, that it wasn't who we thought it is. I know there's some evidence to disprove it as Ned sees his body floating in the river at the Trident, and we actually do get the image of his body just kind of floating in the shallows, but I think there's a chance that Rhaegar could be cold hands. But yeah, so I just think that that line's kind of interesting. Can you wake the dead girl and then... Your brother was the last dragon. We are the horn that wakes the sleepers. I don't know. Uh, anyway, he tells her that Viserys is less than the shadow of a snake. And her blunt, his blunt response sort of startles her. And she asks him, but you swore him your sword. And he says, I, I did. And if your brother is the shadow of a snake, what does that make his servants? Now, his voice is bitter here. Uh, I just, I think that this is clever George stuff here as well. Oh, because, yeah. you know, a snake in the grass is commonly used as somebody who's... An informant. Yeah. And if he's willing to swear his sword to that, what's worse than a snake is, you know... Well, that's it. It's sort of his own, I don't even know if it's guilt, but just he's he's being a snake to you right now. Like, he's informing yeah. on you, Danny. And, like, so, yeah, he swore his sword to your your brother. Like, what kind of man is Jorah? And it's just interesting. He's saying that right to her, but Jorah stops his horse and asks her, Truth now, do you want do you want to see your brother on the throne? And she says that he wouldn't make a very good king, would he? And Jorah says, There have been worse, but not many. Viserys would make a shit king. And Danny continues saying, but the, uh... The common folk. The common people. They they sow the dragon banners, Illyrio told us. And they're praying for Viserys re- to return to set them free. And Jorah lays some hard wisdom on her. And, like, this is some truth that I think she finally needed to hear. Oh, definitely. The common folk don't give a shit about you. Yeah. They, they don't care which son of a bitch rules. And he... He starts it off with, they don't care that the High Lords play their Game of Thrones. Yeah, no. They just want to live. The common people peace. pray for rain, healthy children, and a summer that never ends. They don't give a fuck about who sits the throne unless it, it directly involves them. And then Jorah shrugged and said, usually it does, unfortunately. And so that's just an interesting, yeah, Danny still kind of believed that people are holding out hope for this Targaryen rebellion and i mean it's a, it's an interesting thing because with Fagon, with fake Aegon in, in dance we do why well, i call him fake Aegon. i don't know he might actually be Aegon, but we know that there sort of is a targaryen resurgence happening it, but yeah, not, not it's not common a, so and i like, think this is part of because you know we get a lot of in Jon snow's chapters you need to kill the boy and mm-hmm. let the man i feel like this shows, and it, maybe it's George, show, you know, making that statement that women mature sooner than men, that she's killing the girl. Oh, yeah. And giving birth to the woman here, like, because she's learning these this cold, hard truth. She, she you know, treated Vis, uh, Viserys the way she did, pushing him. Th- she's th- learning about know. herself here. She's admitting things to herself for the That's first it. time. That she's her brother is exactly. pathetic. That she doesn't want him to sit. She's the accepting the truths that she's mm-hmm. known, but she was too childish to want to yeah, overcome yeah. and see. And so, the more she thinks on what Jorah says, the more sense that absolutely makes. Why would these people give a shit about them, really? And so she asks him, "What do you pray for, Sir Jorah?" And he says, "Home." And she she notices that his voice is thick with longing. That 
is a true statement. I believe Jorah wants to go home. So but... again, I feel like if you couple this with his snake line before to her, it's just a very subtle like he's telling her without her knowing what he's doing. He's like everything I'm doing is to go home. And yeah. If that means I have to be a snake to you, then if so I have to serve it. this shadow of a snake, yeah. But uh, it's. He, he, uh, Danny also says that she prays for home as well. And Jorah laughs and says, look around you then, Khaleesi. And Danny does, but it isn't the plains that she sees then. It was King's Landing and the Red Keep that Aegon the Conqueror built and Dragonstone where she was born. And in her mind's eye, they're all filled with flickering light. And in her mind's eye, all the doors are red. Now, Home. a lot of people read heavy into the, the, the red, red door. door stuff. To me, I, I, I'm starting to think that it's just Martin's way of having a metaphor for home for yeah, Danny. That's, yeah. And that's that's it. Like, it's not this convoluted mystery. Well, I mean, like, even, and I've always wondered this with the, yeah, people that are, uh, and, and I don't think it's a bad point, but, like, people like to debate, like, where the red door is and all that. And even if that is, we've been lied to about that, and it's not in Bravos or, or Pentos or wherever we were told it might be, I still don't see a scene where Danny gets to this red door and walks through, and everything is good, or there's a major revelation for her. It's no, it's a uh, home. It. It's a to symbol me, and that's of what I where think. she wants to. And yeah, she's applying it to Westeros. I feel and, like this is the best representation to show us that it doesn't matter whether that initial one was in Pentos or Dorne or Bravos or wherever. She wants it to be it, It's there. saying here that in her mind's eye, all the doors were red. Mm-hmm. So wherever it's wherever she is, that's her home. Yeah. Wh- regardless of where she ends up. She just, she just wants a home, not a specific spot. And so as long as she can get herself where she's established and comfortable and not having to to run like she has her whole life. That's where the Maybe red door I'll solve this whole red door thing. The only reason the door is red is because Danny's viewing it as a child and it's actually a brothel and there's a red light shining down on the door, so she always sees it as red. But it's actually not a red door. It's just a regular door in a brothel district somewhere. And she's seeing the red lantern outside, the light reflecting off the door, and it's not actually a red door. Danny's a whore! Danny, man. Done. Moving on. That was pretty savage. Janie, I don't think you're a whore. I actually highly enjoy your character. But, yeah, I'm kind of over the red door. I think it just symbolizes home for Danny. Yeah. But write us in if you have a different opinion or if you have more evidence because yeah, I'm always down to be proven wrong. But It happens a lot. He's used to it. Not from you. And she says that my brother will never take the same seven kingdoms. Danny, I feel you. Mine won't either. He's useless. And it says that she is The no- older one. Not me. You're both older to me. Well, you're the the older one. Yep, you got that right. God damn it. She said she had known it all her life, but she had just never said it out loud. Never really acknowledged this thought that he would never actually do what he said he was going to do. But man, she has some great evidence, and she she voices it over to Jorah, you know, just all the shit that he's not good at. And I love it. She says he could not lead an army even if my husband gave him one. He will never take us home. And Jorah says, wise child, at this. And that's what no- annoys me about Jorah. Is like, why couldn't you just do wise Khaleesi? Like, why you gotta do the child? I understand that she is a child. But, like, she's... And 
Jorah's an idiot if he doesn't see this as a moment of growth for her. So, like, why condescend her with the child when she's making these because strides? That's it. He's a snake in the fucking grass. I yeah, get it. But, he's just a like, this is why I really don't like Book Jorah is because he's got this condescending. And she tells him, I am no child. And she gallops off, leaving them all behind again. And uh, by the time she actually catches up to the Kalasar again, it's dusk. Yeah, her tent, so she sees her tent's been erected over by a nice little spring-fed pool. By slaves, um, interestingly by slaves, enough. Yeah. And, yeah, she uh, the uh, she can hear voices. The Kaz are swapping stories in the tent near her Kaz, I'm sorry. The palace tent there yep. up on the hills. And she thinks that by the time he arrives at the camp, everyone's going to know Viserys for a walker because there are no secrets in the Kalasar, yeah. and word travels quick. So he's going to be mocked mercilessly from this point. So she gives her her silver over to some uh, slaves, mm. most likely to slaves. For grooming, slaves. I, yeah, yeah, for grooming purposes, mm-hmm. clean it up, and enters the tent. Yeah, goes on into her tent, and she's that's basically she's going to immediately head over to her dragon egg. Yeah, she sees this weird finger of red light and dusty light that. So yeah, so once she gets egg. once she gets over there, there's a, just a finger of light that hits the dragon eggs, and it's very reminiscent of when she first got them. The lights reflecting and mm-hmm. showing them shimmer, and that's all I think it was, kind of, because she said that they they like exploded for, with light. For an in, I've got the quote here. For an instant, thousands of droplets of scarlet flame swam before her eyes. It it explodes in this like kaleidoscope of light right. real quick when it hits a certain point on this egg. And so now it. It's been they've been known to do that anyway, that kind of light trickery yeah. and stuff. She I, blinks and it's gone. But I do definitely think that with the way she's feeling, the way things are going, those eggs are coming alive. They are at this point stirring and Yeah, she's telling herself stone, they're they're stone. They the dragons are all dead, but when she picks it up, it's warm in her hand. It's warm to the touch and she thinks that the sun the sun must have warmed it while we rode. But Obviously, we know there's something more going on. She's had these dragon dreams. She's changing herself. Um, actually, as much as I don't have a right to comment on it, we'll learn at the end of the chapter, she's changing at this point both physically and mentally and uh, in just her cognitive way. So she she's changing. These eggs are changing. It's, it's this parallel that's running. But she decides that yeah, uh, it was a sun, so she she's not worried. Yeah, she demands a bath be prepared for her. Yeah, so they bring her big copper tub she got as a wedding gift yeah. and has it filled up, and her handmaidens start cleaning her up as she climbs in the tub with one of them to clean, which is just a positional yeah, thing. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's easier clean, to clean yeah. your back from here than so out there. So she asks, uh, and I don't think she directs it to either one specifically, but she asks if they've ever seen a dragon, and they answer that the dragons are gone, Khaleesi. And she's pretty disappointed. She asks everywhere, even in the East, because she had heard stories that magic, and I have a, uh, an interesting quote here, that was, magic had died in the West when the dragons came to Valeria. Um, and, and basically it goes on to say that try as they might, it couldn't be held back, the, this dying off of magic. But in the East, Danny had heard rumors that things were different, that there were manticores in the Jade Sea, Basilisks and Yi-T, Blood Mages, Warlocks, and Shadowbinders in a shy. So why couldn't there be dragons? Especially when she heard that dragons supposedly had originated in a shy. So 
she's sort of holding out this hope that maybe somewhere secretive, maybe just living on their own, dragons have somewhat survived, but they continue to deny it. The dragons, the dragons are gone, Khaleesi, but Doria speaks up. Yeah, now Doria was found in what uh, a brothel in was it Lees, Lees yeah. and and so she's not Dothraki. Nope, and she's older than Danny and these other. She's about twenty. Yeah, she's which about is, twenty. Yeah, and so they're you know Danny's thirteen, almost fourteen here, and the other two were right around Danny's age. They were also found as slaves and brought at that same age, thirteen, fourteen. So Doria speaks up saying that a trader from Karth had told her that dragons came from the moon, and he said that the moon was an egg. And there were once two moons in the sky, but one got too close to the sun and cracked, and a thousand thousand dragons poured out and drank up the sun's fire, and that's why they breathe fire. I really like this story. So I now, love this story. Of man. all the stories, now this is one that I've read uh, in other mediums Oh, yeah, well. yeah, yeah. There's a lot of stuff behind this one, um, since I haven't quite finished Fire and Blood and World of Ice and Fire still. My favorite part of the story, though, is that one day the second... The, the moon we know will crash, yeah, go too far into the sun, the sun and crack and, and release more dragons and back into reborn. the world. Yeah. yeah, which is really, really it's a neat, Yeah, it's, like a, it's neat, a subtle, yeah. like, they're going to be reborn. They're coming back. So the Dothraki but. girls laugh at Doria, and they say, no, the moon is God, wife of sun. It is known. It is known. It is known. It is known. I fucking love it. It is known. We it finally is, got it to it. Known. It is known. <laughs> anyway, so... Danny, uh, she's pretty bummed about this, but she gets out of the tub and she's thinking of eggs and moons yeah, and dragons. And she's, so she's getting oiled up and perfumed yeah. and stuff, and they prepare her dinner for her and they're leaving. And she tells she Doria goes back to, stay. to Doria. You stay with me. And please. so now this this scene is given given actual airtime on the TV show. Now this is montage, um, montage. And in this, it. it's you know they're eating dinner. She's I feel like she's definitely going to talk a little bit more about the dragons. The dragons about and the, the dragons. Egg, yeah. But then. Uh, she has also been hired for a specific reason. Yeah, Doria's going to teach Danny how to fuck. And so I think that that's <laughs> she's been teaching her. Uh, oh, but, yeah, I agree. But tonight's the night where she's really like, show me the real shit. Yeah, you know, this like. is because uh, in, a, in a few minutes, this is the first night. Drogo always, and uh, apologies, but Drogo always takes her from behind, as is the Dothraki way. And we learn a little later on that tonight's the first night. She makes him look upon her. And... Yeah, so they speak, uh, her and Doria speak long into the night, and then when it says when Drogo comes to her, she's waiting for him, and he's surprised, and she tells him that tonight we must go outside, and she drops her silks. As we learned from the their, her first chapter, the or the second, the one with the wedding, that all things of importance must be done under the sky. So, that's perfect right there, because here comes my fucking question of the episode. Danny knows she's getting pregnant right now right uh, all things of importance must be done like let's go out here and do this and so, i'm embracing like danny's gotta like and because then so i'll come back to it yeah all things of uh, importance must be done she they go right out in the middle of the calisar a, sh- a short way from their tent and he tries to turn her over and she says no tonight i would look upon your face and they start doing the dirty. So now while... I think that this is more what I was think, uh, what I was ex- assuming that her import, the importance was, was 
she's taking charge. She's becoming a queen too. Yes, yeah, right gal. in the middle of the Kalsar. Not necessarily that she knows that she's getting pregnant. I mean, I definitely think that's her plan is that, you know what? Because, and I feel like it, it goes back to that the dream where it says that the dragon was slick with her blood. Yeah. So it's it's her child. Yeah, and yeah. That is how it should be. That, uh, it in, seemed in like a birth scene to me as right. well. Right, yeah. And so I definitely think that it's alluding to that, whether she knows... She probably has some kind of subtle knowledge, This that motherly instinct, like, this is the night that I'm doing it, and it's actually going to happen. You know, my my ovulations is lining up with <laughs> the cycle. sun and sky. That's just, she has to go under the planets that are rising, but... Yeah, yeah so, uh, they, yeah, they go at it right there in the middle of the Kalsar. There is no shame amongst the Dothraki. She can hear people whispering. She knows people are watching, but she's just focused on Drogo. And at the moment of his pleasure, Khal Drogo calls out her name. Which, damn, girl! Like, Doria knows some shit. Then, it, we kind of jump ahead. And I'm guessing at this point, a couple weeks, a week well, or so I'll, has passed? No, no, no. I would say that it's been... Months? At least... They're on the like far the, side the, of the Dothraki Sea, we learn. So, yeah, probably Yeah, because I've, I've had two kids, and it... Well, not personally, but I have two children that, you know, their mother gave birth to them. And you don't show, start showing immediately. You know, so I. Oh yeah, that's true. Cause uh, yeah, Jeekwe notices the swell of Danny's belly, and Khaleesi, you have baby inside you. Yeah, she's just noticing it. And, and uh, Danny responds, "I I know," and that's when we get sort of the bombshell. It was her fourteenth name day. Yeah. And end so, chapter. So she's pregnant, fourteen year old, at the edge of the Dothraki Sea, the the inside, like she's far in. Next week on Teen Mom. <laughs> <laughs> um. No, I Whoopsie. I really, for some reason, the the bringing up again the quote that all things of significance must be done under the open sky. It really made me feel like she knew she was getting pregnant that night, like. This is when Drogo and I are going to make our child. Yeah, and... see, I didn't... I mean, I, I feel like that's what the dream is meant to tell us by George. I I was thinking of it more as because she's feeling so empowered, she's going to take control of this, and she wants to enjoy herself too tonight. Yeah. And th- since that's she's the one leading the way, that's important to her because it's the first time, and that's what she was referring to. But, no, you absolutely could, could be right that it's because she knows. You know, no, I'm... I'm having his child tonight. Yeah. I need to give birth to this dragon. It just felt so, like, I mean, it's definitely an empowering moment anyway where she's taking control, but it feels so much more empowering to me than just, I'm going to I'm gonna not let him ride me like a dog. I'm going to take charge of sex. Like, it, to me, it's, like, I'm, I'm ready to carry this man's child. Like, I'm ready to embrace what being a Khaleesi is, even though she's 14 and like really she probably isn't as far as development ready for that stuff but so we gotta also remember that in this world you know a 13 14 year old child is very much equivalent again to a (laughs) very limited here but it is almost equivalent to being a 17 18 as far as like being raised once you hit maidenhood you know once you do hit the point where you Yo, once are, puberty kicks in, it's yeah, fair game. Yeah, that's it. You're technically, you are an adult now. Yeah. And, you know, obviously that's not how it works today. But, you know, so she definitely has reached this womanhood, is what I think is supposed to be said here. Is yeah. She's 14. She's a woman Yeah. Now. 
So you got none to talk to. Yeah, I can't give it to anyone but Danny this one. Oh like, hell yeah! I mean, I I'd like to give it to you know Joko or you know Coro for his you know taking a year teach him respect. Oh line. yeah, yeah, yeah. But Danny's just so fucking awesome. No, yeah, she chapter. kills it. Yeah. Uh, mine is different. I'm giving mine to the trader from Karth who tells yeah. badass stories and just spreads that kind of stuff because that's what I think. Really, and, and I brought it up with the ghost grass. Those type of stories are what really pulls me into this world. Like, yeah, no, they're not fucking true, and we know that. I mean, the ghost grass, maybe, who knows? But the like the the moon is an egg thing, probably not. But it's just fun because some people believe it. Like Doria, not. I don't think she buys it a hundred percent. But I it's think this, she's contributing it's a this tale fun that, folklore yeah. that like it really engrosses me in this world. So I love just those those sort of different stories. So if we got those a traitor in the Brotherhood who can tell sweet stories, Hell yeah. I'm game. Yeah, and like I said, I just she she really is finding herself in this chapter. This is by far my favorite Danny chapter so far, yeah. just because of you know. She fuck, fucking she shoved fucking Viserys, Viserys yeah. like fuck and you made Viserys. Him walk Thank God, she, him. She, like she it's so good to see her just shame. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Put him in his fucking place. She should have done there. it like she uh, in the show she does to the merchant who tries to kill him where he was naked. Yeah, found. Yeah. Should have done that to him. But I digress. Anyway, those are our inductees. Write us in, please, and let us know yours. So. Yeah. So if you're following along with our show series, uh, episode five just aired yesterday. Oh shit! How was it? I don't know. We haven't seen it yet. They so. can't answer me. Oh, yeah, they can't. Shit. Um, because we're recording this in the past. But wait Ooh. for the 16th this Thursday, and we will release our show episode, and we can let you know what we thought. Right. Anyway, um, next week, as far as book show, uh, book show. Book episode. <laughs> book episode, we are going to be reading Brandon Four. Brand four. Um, yeah. That should be pretty exciting because Bran has just woken up last we knew from his interesting fall dream. Right, uh, right. And spreading his wings. Fly or die. So there's going to be some cool shit happening there. So yeah, please write us in. Let us know your inductees either for Danny or for Bran, Bran ahead yeah. of time and we'll read them out on the show. But as always, if you uh, want to reach us on the, the Twitter webs. Yep, very active at Twitter at Manners Without. We have our Facebook.com slash Brotherhood Podcast, Instagram, at Brotherhood Without. We are on iTunes, Spotify, all that stuff. Make sure you leave us a review on iTunes, subscribe, do some of them star things. Those are super helpful. You will become moon of my life if you leave us a review on iTunes. And that's a pretty fucking significant title, can I tell you? Moon of your life? Yeah. So you're the man? Possibly. What if it's another man? That's all right. They can be my sun and stars. Okay, good. Yeah, I don't. I, That's I'm, not, I'm just checking. Yeah, no, just it's all good. Sure. Just we, leave us a review, uh, yo. We also should, by this point, have our Patreon episode up, our Mercy chapter. Go give it a listen it if you're interested in the sample chapters. Yeah, I had a lot of fun reading it and taking notes for it and, and researching stuff. So, yeah, if that interests you, go check out our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash without manners. Because we are, for the most part, without manners. I mean, sort of. I mean, we're, you know, pretty much. But, like, the savagery will increase as the books do. Yeah, as, as they get the more The books into are pretty it. calm right now. I mean, we drop You know, of... it's not fa- false advertising, people. It's just, it's just... Yeah, you know, we don't want to scare you off. Stop yelling early. at me. Shut up. Okay. But anyway, thanks for being here, guys. We will catch you on the next episode. Valo de Jerez. Peace. Fucking interrupt me. I started that trend.